Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass here on this Wednesday afternoon on Facebook Live recording for WSIC Radio on Saturday morning. I'm Randy Miller, Tom Baker, sitting over in the Sillman seat this afternoon. Uh, got a great show, a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of news uh, even this morning that has broken various sponsorship uh, announcements and uh, nothing major uh, this morning. But uh, unless you're a fan of uh, SRX, there has been a uh, another driver announcement there, which we'll get to in a little bit too. Yes. Um, and uh, Spencer Boyd from Young's Motorsport, uh, the driver of the number 20 uh, truck in the Ingervats series, as uh, Tom likes to say. We'll join us here momentarily to talk about uh, the Daytona Road Course. We are going to run the Rolex 24 course this weekend in all three major series, um, and that should be exciting, Tom, because that's one of the races that everybody has marked on their calendar, wanting to know what will happen in Turn 1 on Lap 1. Well, and that's going to be the big mystery. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to talk with Spencer about that. Um, he's going to uh, – Spencer Boyd will be joining us in a few minutes to talk about um, the truck series part of it uh tomorrow night on motorsports madness we've actually got a young man named erton ori who's 16 years old he's out of uh, orlando florida he's an open wheel racer usf 2000 but he got an opportunity through permatex one of his sponsors to run the arca race this weekend oh, nice. now the the interesting thing is he is i i believe going to be the only driver in the arca field that has had any time on the Daytona road course. So here's a 16-year-old who Permatex brought in as a road course ringer to compete the ARCA event. So we'll see how he does. I mean, Um, at at this point, I almost feel like you should just start dead last and just wait at the start-finish line for everybody to get through turn one and then just go, you know, just driving by when everybody's in the grass, you know, with flipped-over race cars. Yeah, it's really – it's going to be interesting for sure. It's funny, Kevin Harvick, I saw a quote earlier in the week. He said, um, if I end up on the pole – uh, having to lead the field into turn one, it ought to be interesting because I have no freaking clue where I'm going. Well, he got his <laughs> wish because he's on the pole. Uh, so he's on the pole, and Denny starts right next to him. So wow. there you go. And that this is the first week so of the new go. formula that they're using to determine starting grid. So the the top two guys in the sport right now are starting one and two. So if I was Denny, I'd just follow Harvick until he disappears and then keep going because that's pretty much how that's yeah. uh, the best way that you can do that. So uh, we'll have a wrap-up of, uh, of the Michigan doubleheader uh, going into uh, to this weekend uh, with the, the road course race at Daytona. Uh, basically, uh, talking about Kevin Harvick, he swept both races. He, he went in there and spanked all the behinds and left. Uh, so he uh, come, comes away with two other, two other wins, I guess, in the uh, NASCAR series uh, from this weekend. Zane Smith won in the truck series and uh, Austin Cedric continued his ways winning at road uh, America, which we kind of figured was going to happen because he's one of the road course guys. You always uh, look to whenever they go to the road course, he gets another opportunity this weekend. And uh, there's later on in the show, we'll talk about other drivers who actually have ran the Rolex 24 course. There are actually quite a few drivers in the uh, Xfinity and Cup series that have ran it. I don't think anybody in the, in the truck series side has ran the road course before. Um, so that might be the most interesting of the races this yeah. weekend, but we'll we'll talk about that as well. Um, and as I said, there's some, a lot of sponsorship news that came out uh, today. While we're waiting on Spencer to call, I will uh, let you in on the, those announcements that happened this morning. Uh, Guaranteed Rate, uh, which is the sponsor for uh, the Roush Fenway Racing number 6 car of Ryan Newman, 
Um, is upping their sponsorship. They will actually sponsor that car for 11 of the last 14 races of the season, so that's good to see uh, businesses uh, actually getting involved in the sport and staying involved in our sport. Uh, Acronis um, has signed on a long-term deal with Hendrick Motorsports to sponsor the 88 uh, of Alex Bowman. Through 2023, they will also use equipment um, and uniforms and stuff from the Acronis brand uh, on their emblem, so um, that's good news for them. And uh, Columbia Sportswear, uh, the, the big outdoor clothing uh, manufacturer, has signed an endorsement deal with Bubba Wallace for the 43 car. They will sponsor his car um, a couple of races, but he gets a personal endorsement deal, um, which seems to be kind of a trend, especially with him, uh, Tom, you know, yes. being a, a, a minority athlete, getting those, uh, those sponsorship dollars any way you can, but endorsement deals also go a long way. Um, and it was also revealed this week that he actually already has his part ownership of RPM Motorsports, so it wasn't a kind of a new thing, and maybe it's a, more of an ownership role yes, should he stay. Exactly but he has not decided yet right. if he's going to stay with the 43 or go to the 42, but those are his two options. We can get right back now. to the sponsor stuff. Speaking of guys with new sponsors, we've yes. got one on the Strutmasters hotline. We want to welcome Spencer Boyd. Back to the Inside Pass, back to Race Chaser Radio, WSIC. Good to have you, Spencer. Uh, my first question is for you. Uh, I understand you have had, obviously, zero time on the Daytona Roval, if you will, and have never seen it before. So is NASCAR going to let you guys uh, have Google Maps for this race, <laughs> just so you can find your way through the course? I know, right? Uh, it's going to be super strange going to a place. I mean, uh, it's been weird unloading at, you know, Michigan and Texas with no practice, let alone a place that you've never seen before. So uh, road course, uh, we don't know if we're going to be turning left or right or what turn one looks like, it seems like. Well, it's uh, definitely going to be interesting, I'm sure. And I know that everybody's looking forward to this. Um, have you been able to jump on iRacing? Because I know they have, uh, obviously, the sim version of this now. Have you been able to do any time on a, on a sim? Or, or how are you preparing for this? Yeah, I've been on the sim quite a bit. So uh, I've been doing a lot of iRacing. Uh, obviously, that's gotten super popular during, during COVID. But um uh, been getting better running laps uh, obviously you're trying to learn your braking and your gassing points and shifting and uh it's gonna be tricky until you get out there and get your feet under you after four or five laps but it's nice to know you know hey term one is a pretty long sweeping corner that you're gonna have to uh check up pretty hard for you know you're gonna go from fourth to like second gear um so you don't have the points down but um you know what corners are gonna be a little more tricky but once you get out there um, I think you'll learn more about, you know, hey, there's some different surfaces. Uh, people don't really think about that, and I've talked to some different radio shows and stuff, and they don't realize that, like, the asphalt getting into turn one is quite a bit different than the asphalt that you're grabbing third gear driving off of turn two in. So um, the grip level is going to be a lot different. That's interesting. To, to, Tom and I were talking before we started the show today. You know, obviously the uh, the starting order for you guys hasn't been revealed yet, but I told Tom, I said, if I was Spencer Boyd, I would just want to start dead last and just hang out at the start-finish line and wait till everybody gets through turn one and then just kind of drive <laughs> by um, when you know how many cars are flipped over in the grass after not missing, you know, missing turn one. You could go from 36th to second or first if you just kind of hang back a little bit and just wait for everybody to decide you know, what direction they want to go in. Because especially if you're going to use Google Maps, because I know Google Maps is not always right. So you, you, you might want to, you know. It's a little late sometimes. It's a little late sometimes, so. 
it's a little late. It's definitely, uh, I think it's going to be filled with attrition for sure. And uh, we want our Dano seasoning uh, Chevy Silverado to be there at the end. So uh, we'll be cautious the first couple laps and figure out our points and find out the difficult corners and uh, see where other people are passing. And, um, you know, watch the iRacing race last night. Um, passing seemed pretty difficult. So um, it's going to be exciting for the fans. And uh, at the end of the day, this is the entertainment business. So, uh, you know, with COVID and everything, I think uh, this is going to be an exciting race. And I'm lucky I get to watch the ARCA and Xfinity race uh, before I get out there in the Dano seasoning Chevy Silverado on Sunday. Keep your eye on a young man named Ayrton Ori in the uh, Visconti Motorsport 74 in the ARCA race. He's 16 years old. He's an open-wheel racer who ran a champ car, which is a BMW road race series, champ car endurance race there uh, on that road course not too long ago this year. So uh, he may be the only one with experience on the course. So if you watch him, he probably will have at least some idea of the line, although he's going to have a big adjustment to the heavy stock cars for sure. But just something to think about there. Tell us about Danos uh, because... I love this green machine. I think that is one sharp truck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it kind of named itself for sure. And uh, I grew up riding around on a little three-wheeler green machine. So uh, that kind of took me back to that. With this, I machine. had one too. That's how old they are. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Gano's seasoning <laughs> is awesome. Uh, they have original and spicy seasoning. Uh, if you know Spencer Boyd, you know I love uh, cooking on my Orion cooker. And I uh, love grilling. People call me the pit master. Uh, I'm not the greatest, but uh, I like to try and learn. Uh, really, Dano seasoning got popular on TikTok. And myself, uh, laying there in bed, looking at different TikToks, uh, I'm like, man, Dano is awesome. This is cool. It's made in the heart of Kentucky. Um, we need to get them on a race car. And uh, we were able to put it together. And Dano seasoning goes really good on fish. So when this race came out with Daytona, being down in Florida, all the fishing charters, it just made sense. That's an interesting it way to look at it. I mean, it's, yeah. But that's that's kind of, you know, Tom has, has, we always talk about you on our shows because you are very good about the, the sponsorship marketing aspect of things. So when you go out and get sponsors, you, you kind of, you know, put them together in the correct way. And, and I think a lot of people don't think about that kind of stuff whenever they're going for sponsorships because you look at your, your brand and, and what kind of a brand you represent. And that's a perfect example of doing something kind of, you know, off the wall. I would have never thought about that, taking the, you know, taking what works for that brand and that sponsor and taking it to a track where it's like, look, you may not think about this right now, but, you know, think about how close you are to the ocean and, you know, fish and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's kind of a unique way to look at it, but that's a very great way to, to continue marketing, uh, especially when it's hard to find sponsorship with, you know, the post COVID era of NASCAR, as we say. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that guys. Uh, NASCAR and just anything tied to motorsports. I mean, we're one of the only sports going on, so that's been a great selling aspect to it. Um, you guys are supporting us and, and just so many different, you know, shows and people talking about racing and, you know, there's a lot going on in motorsports. Uh, I try and bite my tongue on a lot of things, but there's a lot of new fans paying attention. Um, so that's great. We're able to introduce some new partners to some new fans and some existing fans. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of publicity going on with NASCAR right now. So we want to ride that wave and uh, looking forward to going to a brand-new racetrack with a brand-new sponsor. And uh, I grew up road course racing, so hopefully I can go knock one out of the park with these boys. Well, I was going to mention that, uh, honestly, Spencer, because uh, in the carts you were were a good road racer, and, of course, you guys don't get to do it much in the truck series, only the one race in uh, Canada. 
Um, but this presented an opportunity, obviously, uh, to to when Watkins Glen got um, uh, got taken off the schedule, it presented an opportunity to bring all of the NASCAR National Series to Daytona. So um, I would imagine that, um, you know, you were kind of excited about this, even if it's an unknown. What kind of race are you expecting? Because obviously it's going to be a very fast oval and a very, you know, we see the IMSA stuff on the road course, but it's a lot different uh, with the big heavy stock cars and the way that you have to drive them because the braking points and everything else will be different. Um, what are you anticipating out of this weekend, and uh, what is your goal? Yeah, well, uh, take you back. Um, I'm, I'm definitely stoked about road course racing. Um, you know, when COVID happened, I was like, man, I had Canada circled, you know, as yeah. a race that I was really looking it's forward a great to course. doing. Uh, yeah, it's a great place. I've never been there. Um, so I knew there was going to be some similar challenges for myself, uh, you know, never being there. And a lot of guys having a lot of laps there. When you look at, you know, Johnny Sauter and Matt Crafton and, and those guys, um, they've been there a lot. So uh, this is going to kind of level the playing field as far as, uh, hey, we're road course racing. And now we're going to a place that big teams don't have data. Um, when you look at a smaller team like Young's Motorsports, um, we look at those tracks like, hey, we're going back to Richmond this year. And uh, guys haven't been there in a lot of years. Uh, I've ran Xfinity and Cup there. So you start circling these tracks. Um, I think Daytona, I'm excited. I think the race is going to be really exciting the first three or four laps. Uh, it might get strung out there. But uh, you've got these stages, uh, which, is, which is really awesome. NASCAR's done a great job with the stages. I think it creates some last-minute racing uh, before you go pit. And it creates some wild restarts. And obviously, we don't have the huge tone, but in general... Uh, the huge tone has added uh, some excitement to restarts as well. So a lot of fun stuff happening happening in NASCAR right now. Um, like I said, road course is going to be great. I think it's going to be filled with attrition. Uh, my goal is to be there at the end, hopefully uh, keep all four fenders on it, uh, be there at the end and be battling in the top 15. And, you know, those road course races, a lot of people get run off that last lap. So uh, sneak by a few of them, uh, use the chrome horn and, uh, you know, I think that's going to be uh, one for the record book. Robert uh, Jolly in our chat just uh, brought up an interesting point. He says the spotters are going to be uh, really busy at Daytona, and I can only imagine that's probably going to be true, Spence. Yeah, I, I got a great spotter. Uh, grew up in the Northeast, so uh, Wall Stadium, Thompson. He's used to some high-speed high, uh, high speed tracks, a lot of action happening quick. So uh, we had lunch yesterday. I was like, hey, get the binoculars and uh, – don't be too ADD because you're going to have cars going left and right across your vision. Um, it's going to be wild, but I'm like, pay attention to the black and green Dano seasoning Chevy. Uh, that's your main priority. <laughs> I mean, at least he has a good color car, so it'd be easy to spot. Or a truck, I mean, it'd be easy to spot yes. out there on that big road course. So, uh, so besides Dano, real quick, uh, before we let you go, is there any other sponsors and anybody else that you want to think that uh, makes your, your truck happen and uh, makes it uh, to the racetrack each and every week? Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's been a tough year. You know, we're, we're happy to be racing. And, and so many partners have helped me get to the racetrack and new partners this year. Steel Safe Shelters, Tornado Shelters, uh, thinking of the folks in Iowa. Um, you know, it's never too late to prepare for a tornado. Growing up in the Midwest, I know a lot about that. Uh, Crow Equipment's been with me for multiple races this season. Obviously, Dano Seasoning coming on board and Spike Tactical, a Florida uh, weapons company on board. We're excited about it. A lot of blue-collar business helping me out getting me through this season so uh, appreciate everyone coming on board supporting me the 20 team and young motorsports 
Sounds good. Spencer, best of luck this weekend at, uh, at to the Daytona Road Course. Go get them, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Awesome, guys. Appreciate it. No good luck, buddy. Spencer Boyd in uh, the Young's Motorsport. Dano Seasoning uh, Chevrolet for Young's Motorsport. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back on the other side and uh, talk about the rest of the news of NASCAR. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass on WSAC right after this. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Chris Rice bringing us back from break. If you missed um, Spencer Boyd, he will be uh, on demand later on uh, today and later on this week on our Race Chaser Radio uh, shows and uh, pages on uh, whatever podcasting site you like. Uh, or you can uh, also go to uh, PMN. Uh, PMN Radio does the Inside Pass at some point. I, I, you'd have to tweet Jacob Silman and ask for the ask for the. <laughs> Time slot, because I don't even know. Simpler just but. to go search Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast yes. platform, or um, you can go straight to the RacechaserMedia.com website, and uh, it'll be up there. I'll post the show later this afternoon. And if you're watching us live on Facebook, the show actually airs on WSSC Radio Saturday mornings at 9 a.m., yes. just before PRN's at the track with our buddy Lenny Patikin. It's the so. Motorsports Power Hour and a Half. <laughs> <laughs> Power hour it's dot dot like dot and one half about ninety minutes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Speaking of uh, of ninety minute races, uh, NASCAR is uh, getting some props this weekend because the Michigan races, both of them, were under two and a half hours. Yeah, so yeah, very very short races. And uh, it's there. Hold on, I've got the the exact uh, Sunday's race just over two hours due to the doubleheader. Nine of the le- of the twenty two races this year have been in the two hour range. So, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, to I be honest with you, I love the shorter races, yeah. and they were both surprisingly good races. Which is another track on the list that we thought, yep. man, this is going to be a crazy, boring race. I so. almost had the double. Harvick almost. won 4 yeah, you, on yes, Saturday, yes. and Hamlin, I mean, yes. man, he just We, we will give you an update of the Sunday. Fantasy NASCAR points, but let me tell you, it is close uh-huh. now because Tom— uh, I'm on a roll, man. Tom, Tom's limb is getting bigger underneath of him now. So, yes. Um, yeah, so if we could just get uh, Christopher Bell a couple of really good finishes, then it'd be a, ne- a nicely close race. When we get, when we get to, to the, the playoffs, playoffs, I'm going to have some serious playoff points. Yes, it's it's going to be some—man, I think we're all three, all four of us are separated by less than 60 points now or something yeah, like that, see, so— it's, we reset yes, for the playoffs. Getting, it's going to get fun. Nick's going to have to take some chances now. Yeah. Um, and, and so am I, <laughs> uh, for that matter. So we'll have a, an update on that to, on tomorrow. So um, for those of you who are, are watching us right now on Facebook Live, brace yourself. I've got breaking news. Christopher Bell's in the 20 in 2021. Um, <gasps> I know, right? Don't don't have a heart attack. Uh, you kidding uh, me? Drink some water. Uh, it's going to be a long one. Uh, yeah, so I can't believe that. They, they, they let the cat Stunned. out of the It's funny because the social media makes it out to be like, you know, Oh my God! Christopher Bell is going to be officially in the twentieth. Like, yes, we already we knew this, you know, <laughs> six weeks ago. But thanks, thanks for your, you know, your prompt response to that. Uh, so, still tons of talk about uh, the future of Toyota racing. I mean, that that's kind of been the talk of the entire motorsports world for the last probably week or so. Is you know, this is now the the third driver that Toyota has lost through. Um, you know, wanting to find rides for the people underneath of them, and essentially, you know, kicking Eric Jones out. It sounds harsh, but I mean, in all in all honesty, that's kind of what it is. I mean, I, I mean, you can look at it a couple of different ways, Tom. And, and I, I know, you know, I, I I like Eric Jones. I'm a friend of Eric's, and I know he's going to land, and I I feel like a better spot than what he is right now. But 
you you can't and so many so many fans of Joe Gibbs Racing and so many fans of Ray Jones are are kind of throwing shade at JGR for for just giving up on somebody you know when, when Christopher Bell is coming along but you there's a business aspect to this yes, too that, we're, that nobody's exactly. thinking about exactly so. and see that's everybody needs to realize that this is a business and you know I've tried to I, I I've explained this before that when when you're when you're a NASCAR team owner and you've got multiple cars it's no different than being an NFL coach or mm-hmm. a you know a college coach and you have to decide who's first string who's second string and and then you you're always looking every year at your situation and looking at who's out there it's like a draft board and you know Toyota's invested a lot of money in Christopher Bell and so the idea of Chris Bell running with JGR was always going to happen and when Levine Family Racing decided to sell out, then Toyota was going to lose that car. So now you're bringing Chris Bell over to JGR faster than maybe because you might have left him in the car another year. And now there's two drivers, Chris Bell and Eric Jones, who both need a spot. Because the, you're not going to get rid of Kyle Busch. You're not going to get rid of Denny Hamlin right now. He's the hottest thing in NASCAR besides Harvick. And, you know, you're, 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 not, you're just not going to get rid of Truex. I mean, he's in the car until he decides not to be. So at the end of the day, this came down to musical chairs. And if you all remember when you played that game when you were kids, they always take away a chair. So there's always one person who can't sit. Yep. And that was Eric Jones. And I... You know, again, Toyota just does not have enough cars right now to, you know, to to fill uh, all of their development drivers at the cup level whenever they're ready. So you're going to start to see some of these guys going elsewhere when they get done with Xfinity because there just aren't going to be enough opportunities unless Toyota does something. But this is business, guys. It's 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 brutal like any other sport or any other business. It's brutal uh, at times. But. This is what it is. Every driver understands when they come into cup that, you know, they're always on the hot seat. And, you know, I don't want to say Eric didn't win enough, but that's kind of the truth. Yeah, if he no, was it's, it's all about you know, winning five so. or six races a year like Denny Hamlin is, maybe maybe Denny Hamlin's out. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's so you got to performance does matter here a little bit. And Eric was not a full blood Toyota driver the way Chris Bell is. Right. He was a, so, he was a Kyle Busch kid, uh, basically. Yeah. You know, Kyle Busch discovered him after he won the Snowball Derby. I think JGR put Eric on the map. And now, like Joey Logano, Eric's going to go somewhere else. And he's going to mature into the driver that he was always yeah. going to be. I think with Eric Jones, it was pretty much a, a good faith move by JGR because Kyle Busch requested that he, that he have yeah, a ride. Sure. You know? I, I mean, I mean he, I he did great things in the Chuck it. series. Sure. He did great things in the Xfinity series. Yep. But sometimes it doesn't transition into the Cup series the way it should. He has one. He has two race wins, you know, right. in his Cup career. So it's yep. not like he hasn't won anything. He's won right. two of the most prestigious races on the Cup Series schedule. Exactly. And some of the races, especially, you know, the latter part of last year and, and even this year, have not all been his doing. I mean, he's done, he's had some bad luck, uh, you know, to coincide with that. But when he hasn't had bad luck, he's finished bad. And that's where, you know, you kind of look at it and go, well, you know, sponsors are, are kind of knocking on the door now right. going, look, you promised me that you were going to get me, you know, a top 10 finish or whatever, and that's not happening. So in order to save sponsor face, you got to make a decision. Well, I don't so even that know point. that it was any of that. I think yeah, it and was, it probably wasn't. I think it but... was just a matter of Toyota saying, look, we want Chris here, so right. 
Right. You know. I mean, you would think with the money that, that Toyota is putting into Christopher Bell's program that they would be able to entice another team to switch manufacturers and go to Toyota well, to give them that extra little cushion well, of, of space and time. We don't really know so. what Toyota's plan is. Oh, I, mean, I mean, maybe, maybe they're waiting they, on 2022. Maybe they're happy to, to just have the one-cup team. Maybe. You you take the best of the best and let the rest go. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think that, a lot of a know, lot of teams aren't willing to transfer manufacturers right now, knowing this is next year is the last year for right. the, for the car, the current car, um, because Spire Motorsports, which is the next topic, Spire Motorsports officially has been uh, announced as the the, the new owners <laughs> or the new. Um, they don't, it's say owner, but in in NASCAR terms, it just means they get the assets and the charter. That's pretty much oh, all it means. But no, they bought it. I mean, they, they bought they, they bought, bought the team. They're they the actually owners. they're actually going to move into the shop that yes. LFR had. So yes. I mean, they're actually becoming an actual legit Two team, team in terms of yeah. So they're going to stay Chevrolet. Um, their alliance, I think, with RCR and uh, and uh, well, actually, it's a Hendrick engine. So I guess technically yeah. it's a Hendrick team. But um, they're getting their engines from Hendrick Motorsports. So. Um, a lot of talk of who might fill those two roles. Justin Haley has been uh, kind of in the rumor mill because of, A, his contract as a colleague, and, B, he actually has the only win for Spire Motorsports. So. Well, here's I mean, what's interesting. See, we, oh, you know, a week ago we were kind of going, Spire? Really? Well, even Seth Eggert okay. even told us last week on the show that they weren't, as of right now, they weren't even involved in the conversation. But apparently yeah, that well, but yeah, somebody somebody was lying, and I don't <laughs> think it was Seth. I think it was somebody <laughs> telling Seth. Right. Um, exactly. It's it, and so here's what th- this changes a little bit because now you've got a place for colleague racing's guys to go mm-hmm. in the Cup Series. If if they want to move them up, right. so now you look at Ross Chastain a little differently, whether he goes to Ganassi or goes to Spire or maybe goes somewhere else, is now he's got another option. And Spire appears to be determined to build that team into a legitimate contender, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so it's this is a this is a bit of a difference now when you look at at colleague. Chevy now has a couple of more cars to put some of these drivers into if, you know, if and when they're ready for cup. I think Haley's a great choice. I think Ross would be a great choice. So, you know, you've got drivers you can pull from here. That's what Toyota needs to do. Yeah. <laughs> figure out how to make more teams happen. You would think. Um, in but sport, again, but maybe that's all they want is the one team, and we're going to take the best of the best and let the rest go. And, and you know, that, that's happened you know? so many times. We, you know, we, Seth talked about that last week. You know, Toyota in the last several years has lost Joe Gibbs or has lost Joey Logano. They've lost – well, Kyle Busch went from Chevy to Toyota. But, yeah. um, you know, drivers that left teams that, you know, they thought they were going to be with forever and, you know, turned out to be better when they, when they went to their new team. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think the most uh, the co- the most coveted rider, uh, I guess the the dominoes have stopped momentarily because now that that's all kind of gone o- away, we're all waiting on the forty two or what Bubba decides to do with forty two and forty three because that's he's kind of meandering between the two teams to decide which one he wants to go to. And once he figures out what team he signs with, more dominoes will begin to fall. I think. Well, yeah, and you know there are some drivers. I mean, we don't know what Ryan Newman's going to do. Although I think he did he sign an extension. He signed until twenty twenty one. Okay, so I he's think. A, so he's, he's another year, and yeah, year, so yeah. we do. There are still some drivers hanging out there. We really don't know. I mean, what what's Chase Briscoe's future? Now we're hearing that Ryan Priest may leave JTG Doherty to yeah. drop back down to Xfinity to run the ninety eight next year. That means. Briscoe's got to go somewhere. Right. So where does he go? Where does Ford put him? You know, what happens to the guys at SHR? Um, you know, does Kyle Larson come back in? You know, what's 
so there's there's a lot of unknowns right now. The do, the 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 dominoes have stopped only for us knowing. Right, exactly. Behind the scenes, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Jerry and, and Lee Lewis. The only the only I guess, you know, conspiracy that, that people are trying to come up with uh, Alan, Alan Miller is the lawyer, the attorney that represents uh, Eric Jones in his new contract uh, talks with whatever team he's signing with who also represents Jimmy Johnson. So obviously they are going he's going to call Rick Hendrick and say, Hey, look, you know, you got a driver that's coming out, I got another one coming in. Well Alan's, you know. And we had a new so. the new sponsor announcement for the eighty eight. Yeah, exactly. So all of a sudden now a car that didn't really have much prospect for sponsorship for twenty twenty one, all of a sudden now has a multi year deal with a Cronus. Mm-hmm. Now we don't know the extent of that, right. obviously. But again you start thinking, well, if we can get a couple three more of those right, exactly. now we don't get rid of the 88 and alex bowman doesn't have to move so right. the 48's back in play mm-hmm. and here we are with eric jones sitting out there could be the the, the best thing that ever happened to him that levine went up for sale the the key to to the 48 is uh ally who is the sponsor of that car they are yes. probably per, they are pretty much going to determine who drives that car in the future because they are the driving force behind that car in terms of sponsorship dollars well, yeah um, and, and I mean, they're not going to have a full say so, but they're probably right. going to tell Rick Hendrick, okay, of the list that you gave me, here's the three people that we're okay with. You know, right. you, you, you do you, pick, do you yeah, and exactly. your people call their people and set something up. So um, we're going to take another break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about uh, Ryan Priest's uh, situation that uh, Tom talked about earlier um, and uh, more silly season news on the way. You're watching the Inside Pass on WSIC's Facebook page. We'll be back with more right after this. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass, WSIC. Chase Elliott bringing us back from break. I was looking up at the monitor during commercial break. My hair is a mess. <laughs> I don't have enough I don't, hair to be a mess. I obviously so. don't look in the mirror during the daytime. Anyway, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Randy Miller, Tom Baker with you uh, on this uh, Wednesday Facebook Live on WSIC. Uh, Tom's got it on his page, too. I didn't put it on mine. I apologize. I'll work on it next right. week. Uh, because yeah, I, yeah, I just let's move on. Anyway, uh, so um, silly season. We talked about uh, Ryan Priest uh, while we were talking about silly season, and uh, Tom mentioned that Ryan has kind of been in the rumor mill as somebody who may be out at uh, JTG Doherty Racing. Um, I have to slow down when no, I say I that. Do too. Like, <laughs> yes, good um, idea. But um, the rumor right now has uh, Corey LaJoy maybe leaving GoFast to uh, take over that uh, that thirty seven seat. Is it thirty seven? So we'll see what happens with that. But that's one of the other rumors going on. Well, see, and that, that would make sense. Um, it would make sense. It would make great sense. That would be an upgrade, with all due respect to the GoFast folks, that would be, in my opinion, an upgrade for Corey. And it's, it's a great move for Ryan. People always say, well, once you get up, why are you going back down? Well, because sometimes you just... It, it, you you want a new family, right? You, you, you have to take two steps back you, to take three steps forward. Well, yeah, and JTG is a. I think they're one of the best of the mid pack teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I don't think that they're an elite team. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse has had some good runs, but it's not consistent. Uh, you know, they're still sort of searching for that consistency. With that said. It's it's great experience. This has been great experience for Ryan. But if you get a chance to move into the Stuart Haas organization, where 
you can then go from the 98 if you can prove you can win and run for championships in Xfinity and, you know, and get into that organization, then you've got opportunities to move to Cup within that group and certainly within the Ford group. And I would argue that there are probably more potential opportunities for Ryan over there than, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think that it would be a great move for him, um, you know, but I also think that for Corey, it's still an upgrade because, again, it's a better team than Go Fast. They have more resources. Um, I think Corey's getting the most out of those cars, and that team works their tail off. Yep. Um, to, but I think that would be a good opportunity for him um, if that happens. And, uh, again, I think the 37 is a ride that certainly – would be interesting to a number of people. Yeah. Um, but Corey, I think, would be a perfect person to fill that spot. Yeah, I agree. So we'll continue following Silly Season as we go on through the rest of the season. You know, as we mentioned, the dominoes are going to fall eventually. We just have to wait till the first one falls, and then, you know, the, the domino effect will happen uh, yes. much, much after that uh, until we get probably into right before Daytona Speed Weeks in February. So who are the favorites this weekend at Daytona? Of course, they're running the, the Daytona road course this weekend. A lot of people are kind of wondering, you know, how many drivers actually have experience running the Rolex 24 course. So I did the research for you, so you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, is the first driver. He has a uh, runner-up finish twice in the Rolex 24. Um, and Michael McDowell has a career-best finish of third in the uh, Rolex 24. Each of those drivers have seven starts in the Rolex 24. So of the 43 drivers that are we in their field on Sunday, they have the most experience in terms of people who have ran the 24. Well, and I think that certainly will be significant. Um, I don't know if it affects the outcome in the end, because I do believe right. that, you know, ultimately you're still going to see the, the, the Harvicks and, and those guys up there. I think Kyle Busch, this is his opportunity to um, say hello to Victory Lane, I, I think, because um, he's a very good road course racer. And he, too, has been on that course, obviously, in the, in the Rolex. Um, so I, I think that you're, you're ultimately still going to have, but somebody like a McDowell could very easily um, get up inside the top 10 or even, you know, even the top five if the circumstances work out right. But most of this race is still an oval race right, exactly which is intriguing because again generally you have a pack so we don't know what we're gonna see on uh, on uh, all weekend really it, especially in the cup series no practice you know different package than you know what you're used to on a road course so you're but you've got so much of the oval in play but you got a chicane you know so <laughs> it's just gonna be a very very difficult race to pick yep. i think because of that and and I think a guy like McDowell, who's had that kind of experience, could very easily, um, you know, very easily run if they give him the, a good car. He's going to run in, you know, in contention. Brent Road Motorsports have, has been consistently better this year, you know, than yeah, they have in years sure. past. So we'll see what happens with that. Kyle Busch, by the way, is the most recent person to have experienced the Rolex 24 yeah. course because he ran the Rolex 24 in January. So he's been uh, the most recent driver to uh, see the circuit. Uh, Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick, Clint Boyer. Matt Kenseth and Brendan Gaughan have also done things on the course in various roles um, during the course of their careers. Gaughan won the Rolex 24 in 2011, yep. so he's the only winner of the uh, Rolex 24 in the field. Uh, Timmy Hill also has uh, ran uh, some races on that course in various uh, series during his career. So lots of drivers in the Cup Series have ran the Rolex 24 course. Over in the Xfinity Series, it's uh, 
Austin Cindric and Ryan, uh, Chase Briscoe, who have both competed in the Rolex 24, and then A.J. Allmendinger won the Rolex 24 yep. in 2012. He has a runner-up finish in 2006 and third in 2013, so he's the most experienced in the Xfinity field. And uh, uh, Andy Lally has a four-time Rolex class winner um, in his career. So the Xfinity Series has a lot more, I think, experience in terms of winners and, and people that have won. But, again, when you look at the Xfinity Series, you basically have Briscoe, Cindric, A.J. Allmendinger. Well, yeah, those guys. Uh, it's The Xfinity race, I feel like, it's not going to look much different just because no. those are the guys that have been running up front the whole time. I no. mean, you, you know, you you could get a Justin Haley, for example, mm-hmm. who Noah is Gregson. a very good road course racer. Noah Gregson's a good road course racer. There are some guys that are great road course racers who could very well mix it up. Um, but and, and I think, again, you look at a guy like Jeremy Clements, mm-hmm. you know, some of those guys, that, like I said, they're good road course racers. They're going to be they're going to be there, um, but not so much of a surprise who the most experienced are. And it won't like I said, it, those guys will probably be up front anyway, because they always are. But if you think back to the race that we had at Indy with those guys, the Xfinity series it was incredible on the road course. I think I think that's going to be the race to watch, honestly, this weekend. It uh, you know, because those guys, there is enough experience on road courses that. I think some of those guys, um, they're going to take to this course very easily, and it's going to make that race a much more aggressive, confident, early part of the race than what you'll probably see in either the Truck Series or the Cup, where you've got less experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you know we can sit here and talk about uh, all the experience in the world all day long, but there's going to be times where you're going to be in, involved with and racing against people who don't have the right? experience, and so there's always going to be that you know, that slight error of caution, For you know, sure. when you're running around those guys. And, and even they make a mistake and can take you out of contention when you're the most experienced yep. of the guy in the, in the field. So, I mean, it's all three races, and I guess even with the ARCA race too, because the ARCA is racing on the same road course as well. Yep. Um, all four races are going to be very, very intriguing uh, to say the least, um, for sure. Speaking of the Truck Series race, we, we talked to Spencer earlier. Um, Arca West standout, uh, Chris Wright's going to pilot, pilot the 24 GMS truck yes. um, this weekend of the, in the Daytona Road Course. And he has a lot of road course experience running in the Arca West Series, so he'll be another guy to watch in the Truck Series race. Yeah, see, that, and that's that's what's fun is I I think this is a race you need to keep on the schedule somehow <laughs> um, for all Me the too. divisions because – this may be the only race all year now because you don't see road course ringers much at, at Watkins Glen or, you know, wherever. Sonoma even um, y- I, you will hear because those guys, the road racers want the experience on that course and they feel familiar because they run IMSA in, mm-hmm. in some cases. So you're going to have some of these guys that want to run you know, in, in these races, and I think uh, I think you would see. I think it's good for the fans because you'll get their fans to yeah. to tune in and watch. So it's good for the fan base. It kind of uh, and like I said, it's something completely different from what you see ordinarily during the year. So I don't care how any of these races go this weekend. I hope they keep it on the schedule. Yeah, I, I agree. And for those of you wondering, the fifty one truck this weekend will be piloted by Alex Tagliani. So yeah. who has who has a lot of experience running Tons. the fifty one truck because he has ran the fifty one truck in most of the road course races the last couple of years in the in well the series, and so. he's also got Pinty's well yeah he's got yeah he's got Pinty of experience. car experience you know I mean Alex has been he's a he's a you know world class racer so 
Um, Tags is definitely going to be a guy to watch in the truck series for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, we two more notes before we go to break. Uh, we'll talk about the schedule when we come back from break. But uh, Trevor Bain uh, was at uh, Marysville Speedway for a big late model race this past weekend and uh, pretty much told the crowd that he was going to get back into racing, but he's going to be on the dirt side of things. Uh, so we're looking forward to, to Trevor Bain being back in a car. Doesn't really matter if it's Cup, if it's NASCAR or what. Just it's great to see him back uh, driving again for sure. Yeah, it is, so. and that was a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy. I'm yeah. happy to see that because Trevor's he's a he is a. I think he's a way better driver than he ever got to show in Cup. Yep, um, I agree. And you know he's a he's a great person too. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, and he makes coffee now, by the way. Yes, um, sure so does. we'll have to get to, we'll have to try to get some coffee yeah, from, from him at some point. Tennessee. And, uh, and uh, so SRX also made an announcement this morning that uh, the next driver uh, announcement has come down, and uh, Bobby Labonte is going to join the series. So it'll be uh, Bobby Labonte, Paul Tracy, and uh, Tony Kanan as of right now. So yeah, interesting. Three great drivers. So that makes that series even more better. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about the schedule going forward for the rest of the 2020 season. We're breaking it all down on the Inside Pass right after this. This is Justin Lop, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC's Facebook page. We're recording the show to air Saturday morning on WSIC Radio, uh, part of the Motorsports uh, Power Hour point five. Yeah, power hour and a half. <laughs> uh, 90 minutes of pure horsepower from 9 to 10.30 on WSIC every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. It's the Inside Pass, this show, that you all who are watching are getting to see us record. Um, and this is why we're doing it, because it airs on radio on Saturday. Uh, but we let you see us doing it live and all the screw-ups and mistakes we make because, you know, we're just... So when, when, you, when you listen to the show back on Saturday morning, you're like, they didn't say that the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, after our show on Saturday mornings, it's Lenny Baticki, our uh, good friend from PRN. And PRN's at the track at 10 a.m. So 9 to 10 is Inside Pass and 10 a.m. to 10.30 is PRN's at the track. There you go. So uh, the NASCAR schedule has been uh, released for the remainder of 2020. The 2021 schedule is supposed to come out in the next two weeks. So we'll see um, what uh, what they come up with for 2021. I don't know if they could top 2020 at this point because it's just been one crazy race after another. I hope We'll see what happens. But, I just want normal. Uh, yeah, I, I want normal too. I but in terms normal. of the scheduling, it, it's kind yeah. of different. So we'll we'll break down with you uh, where we go after we leave uh, Daytona at the end of August. Uh, so they're going to Daytona this weekend with the road course. Um, then they go to Dover for a doubleheader next weekend. Then it's back to Daytona for the Oval um, to end the regular season uh, with the Cup Series. The Trucks and, X- and uh, Xfinity have a couple more races before they get to their playoffs. But we'll. We'll break it down for you as we get on through the uh, schedule. So after they go to Daytona, uh, the next track on the season circuit is Darlington. And uh, Darlington will actually host all three of the uh, series, Xfinity Cups and Truck. Um, The Labor Day weekend, the traditional uh, running of the Southern 500 for the Cup Series. Which with also fans. has a throw, yeah. Which will have fans, by the way. Yes. And their throwback uh, weekend is coming back. A lot of fans were asking Thank about God. the throwback weekend. The theme this year is NASCAR's champions, past, present, and future. Um, and they're also doing uh, another one called uh, New New Traditions NASCAR's First Playoff Race, since this is the first year that Darlington will host the first race of the NASCAR playoffs. So kind of two different, uh, you know, I guess, themes going into it. The main theme, of course, NASCAR champions past, present, future. 
Um, and I know I, I've seen a couple of schemes coming out, but it's cool to see the trucks participating in this. Xfinity is going to participate in it as well. So it's going to be an entire um, weekend of uh, throwback racing schemes yeah. at Darlington. Um, and, and of note, the trucks weren't actually supposed to run Darlington this year, but they're going to be running Darlington for the first time since 2011 as a substitute for Toronto. Well, and a great substitute it is. It's disappointing, yes. obviously, for those who are used to the road course, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm just happy to see all the divisions running Darlington. I think that's it's a it's going to be a magical weekend. Two races on Sunday. Um and uh, that should be a lot of fun. So we get a double header. Um, so, yeah, it should be a, a great weekend at Darlington. And uh, they are going to have fans, I'm told. So Yay. hope that's true. Always uh, love that. I don't know if it's a full grandstand or. I think it's 50% capacity. For, 50? From, okay. I, from what I'm hearing, I, I don't know if that's I true. I hadn't enough, heard the capacity, but I know yeah, that uh, at least some fans. Some. So if you. If you if you if you want to go to Darlington or you're used to going to Darlington, you better get your ticket in a hurry. It's true. So after they go to Darlington, they go to Richmond for a three day, four day, three day, three day extravaganza. The trucks ran on Thursday. Xfinity has a doubleheader Friday, Saturday, yep. and then Cup uh, Saturday night. The trucks also were added to the uh, Richmond schedule. They were already on the schedule for 2020, but this was the first Richmond race back with the trucks um, in several years. So now they're going to run it in September. And the Xfinity running a doubleheader because their second Richmond race on Saturday is a substitute for Michigan, which they did not run because they were at Road America. Right. So. And and the cool thing about this is we didn't get Richmond in the spring because right. Virginia was locked down. Right. So um, this gives us a chance to go back to Richmond and, and uh, have, again, all the divisions, yeah, which is awesome. True. I, I think for the most part, they're all together for the remainder of the season. Uh, yeah. After that, we go to Bristol, uh, the trucks, Arca Series, Xfinity, and Cup at Bristol. The trucks begin their playoffs at Bristol on Thursday, September 17th. Um, After that, we go to Vegas with the Trucks Xfinity Cup. That's when Xfinity will start their playoffs. Um, After that, it's Talladega with the Trucks Xfinity and Cup. Xfinity's uh, Talladega race is a substitute for Mid-Ohio, which at that point uh, will catch up the Xfinity Series season in its entirety. Um, They do the Charlotte Roval uh, in its regular time spot with Xfinity and Cup. Then we go back to Kansas with uh, playoff races for the Arca Series and the Trucks, which is a substitute for Eldora, which disappoints me greatly because I would rather see them run dirt, but it is what it is. Um, then it's Texas, Martinsville, Phoenix, and uh, that's the end of the season. So um, that's uh, the Cup Series schedule remained unchanged, but they had to add in all the trucks and Xfinity right. races to catch up. Uh, to where they were, and so by the time we get to Phoenix, uh, everybody will be back to uh, where they. <laughs> that was to be, a so. great song, by the way. By the time I get to Phoenix, by the time I get to Phoenix, it's a great Glenn Campbell, I think. Uh, no. Yeah, that's it's really going to be a, a fun stretch because I, like I said, I love seeing all the divisions together, uh, and the trucks are getting to do some tracks they don't normally do, so that changes things up a little bit. And as as much as I love the trucks on shorter tracks. Um, you know, I'm happy again this season that they're going to get all the races in, and NASCAR kind of had to do what they had to do. Yeah, I mean, sort of, with this you know. season, you know, it's all it's all it's always been about the you know what if or let's try this or let's see what works. And I right. think you know we talk about on both of our shows, everything has seemed to work for the most part, right? Um, all season long, so it'll be interesting to see how what we've done this year with shorter races and you know midweek races and how that stuff you know no practice and qualifying how that all transitions into what they plan to do with the 2021 schedule um, since it's the last year with the current car. Well, and you know it, that it occurs to me at 
that point that you can you can almost have a year another year of trying new right. things and experimenting. It's the well. last year with a brand new car. <laughs> Your track contract is over at that point. So you could go almost anywhere. We know they're adding uh, the the Nashville Super Speedway back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be willing to bet we'll see some new tracks yet added into the schedule. Um, you know, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with 21 because it's, it's the last year for the current cars. And so, you know, have a good time with it and have fun. And that will give you a, a good year and a half of data to know what's working and what's not when you when you bring the new cars out for 22. Yep, that's exactly right. So next week on the show, we are going to uh, welcome Steve Arpin, a lot of fans uh, who you remember his days of running in the Arca Series for Venturini Motorsports. Yep. Um, he will be uh, on the show. They've got some exciting things coming up with Rally Cross in America. You know, it's it's kind of taken a backseat for the last couple of years, but they're trying to work on getting it back into the limelight again. Um, so we'll talk to him about uh, the plans for that series uh, for the future, and we'll have a breakdown of the Indy 500. It's hard to believe that the Indy 500 is going to be talked about next week. but yeah. it's... I know. I can't wait, though. I mean, yeah, I'm almost, it'd be nice to have two Indy 500s. You know? <laughs> <Very true. laughs> one in May and one in August. That is very true. So we will see you guys uh, <laughs> next week here on the Inside Pass. We'll see you tomorrow night for, if you're watching this live, uh, on uh, Motorsports Madness. Um, and so, uh, you guys watch the the races this weekend. It's going to be an amazing race at uh, the Daytona Road Course. So, for uh, well, thanks to Spencer Boyd for Tom Baker. I'm Manny Miller. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Let's go racing, everybody. We'll see you guys next week.